2: And welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Lacey, and I'm here with... Mella.
3: Josh.
4: And Rashawn.
2: What's up, Uh, y'all? Before we get started, please take a moment and like, subscribe, rate, review on any platform you're listening on, but especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you are financially able and feel so inclined to support an indie podcast, you can donate to us at www.buymeacoffee.com slash WCA. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. We do a lot of fun stuff over there like polls and videos. And we're Some really cool X, people.
3: X-rated stories that nope. we delete after an hour. So you got to nope.
2: f- catch them oh. fast.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Those are yeah Josh fun. shows his titties a lot. Mm. And we're always playing, guess whose titties these are?
3: It's really hard.
1: <laughs> the
2: only white man on the podcast. There's,
3: there's uh, three different races, and uh, one of us has an incredibly hairy chest. You guys, this is okay.
2: <laughs>
1: We've only just begun. <laughs> it's a minute and 30 in. This is what fucking happens when we... Record back to back to back to back, and then we take a big hiatus, and then we start recording again. At, 9:45, <laughs> <okay>. at nine forty-five at night.
2: <laughs> so yeah, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> what have we been watching, friends?
3: Life is about balance. So, two of the movies I watched recently, I finally saw Cha Cha Real Smooth.
1: Yeah, ooh, ooh.
3: it's fucking fantastic. I loved it
1: so good
3: and i also went and saw transformers rise of the (laughs) beasts
1: i heard it was good it's so much fun dude okay if
3: you like transformers at all it's fun but i grew up watching beast wars the (laughs) shitty animated one hearkening back to something we talk about on this podcast a lot it knows exactly what it is Mm -hmm. it it does not even pretend to be anything other than a Transformers movie with a big monkey that's voiced by Ron Perlman. It's it's (laughs) fucking rules. (laughs) It's awesome. Uh, Anthony Ramos is really good. Tobe is really good. Peter Dinklage is phenomenal as the villain. It's a classic popcorn movie. I had such a blast. And it has the most insane ending of any movie I've ever seen. (laughs) As of right now, it is still only June, but the best needle drop of the year.
1: Wow.
2: Transformers Rise of the Planet of the Apes.
3: Period. (laughs) Love it.
1: I feel like I was... uh, I watched two movies for both of the cultures. I watched uh, Flamin' Hot Movie and The Blackening. So I got both sides in. Yes! (laughs) Flamin' Hot Movie by Eva Longoria on Hulu. It was fun. It was... I had a good time. I am a hot Cheeto girl through and through, so... I went right after the movie to go get hot Cheetos. It makes you do that, but I mean, absolutely. I mean, why not?
3: That's, I mean, that, then the movie worked.
1: It works, you, Eva. You did your job. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I didn't like really know what to expect. I just was like, oh, this seems fun, and it was a perfect little family flick. I laughed. I actually cried a little. It was cute. Love a little hero's journey. Um, and then me and Rashawn on Juneteenth went to go see the Blackening dude so fucking good i didn't watch a lot of trailers i think i saw that very first trailer a long time ago and i was like i'm in i don't want to see anymore i just let's just get into it i haven't lol'd in a movie theater like that in so fucking long I think, like, I've talked to a lot of people who haven't seen it that were kind of on the fence about seeing it. And a lot of people were thinking that it was, like, a spoof movie, kind of, like, scary movie. And I'm like, no, it's not that at all. Pull all your inhibitions aside and just have a good time. And I did. And it was, it was fucking fun. So if you're on the fence about seeing it, just go see it. It's just, it's the it's shit.
2: No, I want to see it very badly. Rashaun, what did you think of The Black Mean?
4: I... Felt I put this in letterbox. I felt so inspired and, and motivated and just really, really happy. Um, I had a little Hennessy before we went into the theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, I, I said it was one of the best theater experiences that I had because it just felt so, it's been a long time since a movie has felt so geared towards me personally mm-hmm. and also like, you know, the culture, like Mel said. When we got stuff, we got stuff and we laughed and that felt so good. And and then the theater as a whole, you know, the comedy was just so great. And yeah, I just felt like I'm so happy for Dwayne Perkins. I can't wait to have a moment like that. I'm just putting it out in the atmosphere, you know, um, in the universe. It's yours, But
3: yeah, it was great. I I hella enjoyed it. It It's great. There's nothing quite... Like, when a comedy is clicking with an entire theater. hmm mm-hmm. It's, fuck, that's Those what movie theaters are for, is. Then. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: I also saw a movie called Do You Hurt My Feelings, which also felt kind of personal, not in a very different way, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um Nicole Center.
3: Julia Louis-Dreyfus?
4: Yes. Okay. So she did. Enough Said with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and I think James Gandolfini's last film um, was like a rom-com. And this one is about her as a writer and her husband, Tobias Menzies, says she overhears a conversation about her work that he has never said to her face. And that kind of sets off this chain reaction of, of how do you spare someone's feelings that you really care about and... and everyone's just kind of working to do their best with the thing that they love um, michaela watkins is also in it she plays her her sister and there's like different storylines that all kind of converge over that same theme and I just thought it was really really well done it's probably one of my favorites that I've seen this year so far
0: Dang.
4: um it's really really good if you if you have any kind of creative outlet and and you hold your work dear to your dear to your heart you know it it, it just really hit home and it it was really well done.
2: I really want to see it.
4: It's mm-hmm. great. Too. Uh, you're gonna love it.
2: I've been um, catching up on things that, like i I've been meaning to watch, but just haven't had the opportunity to yet. Um, and I finally watched Renfield.
1: Us too. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I fucking super. loved it.
1: Us too. <laughs> it was so fine. fun, right? I
2: yeah. thought it was so fun. I thought the action sequences were so captivating and cool and mm-hmm. i mean nicholas cage was doing nicholas cage and i <laughs> ate every minute of it up i think nicholas holt is working and he's fine but i feel like he's so severely underestimated for mm-hmm. what he can do yeah and i just can't wait to see how he continues to grow as an actor and i can't wait to see him like take on more and more fun parts I say, I say he's underappreciated, but I feel like he kind of just does what he wants to do. Totally, and I respect yeah. that so much. I just love watching him work. I think he's so great.
1: Yeah, I thought it was super fun. Yeah. I, I think I I did want to see it in theaters, but I just like... I think we, there, there was just like a lot happening. And I was like, okay, I'll catch you later. And yeah. then we were like cracking up. I love like good gore. And I yes. felt like this was... Definitely that in, like, a fun way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Mm. I highly recommend it.
4: It's just, like, a really fun concept that never, like, how did it take this long for a movie to be made about that character, you know? Truly. From that perspective, yeah. It was really fun.
2: We're only halfway through the year, so who knows? It could very well make top five for me Mm. with how much I enjoyed it. I really had a good time with it. Oh, yeah. Well, I have no segue for that today. <laughs> I am just... Uh, this movie, we have been talking about bringing to the pod for a long time. It mm-hmm. is divisive in all the best ways. My guard's not up, but I got my boxing gloves on. So what uh, are we fighting about today? You're on
3: the offense?
1: <laughs> She's just ready. <laughs> She's, She's just on the offense. <laughs> just ready
2: today. <laughs> Lacey.
1: Mella. Today we are fighting about 500 days of summer. She said fighting. She said fighting. And she's the one who told me to
2: bring this fucking movie. I'm just sticking (laughs) to the script.
1: This is a story of boy meets girl.
2: They made a statue of us. The boy,
1: Tom Hansen, grew up believing that he'd never truly be happy until the day he met the one. The girl, Summer Finn, did not share this belief.
3: You should
0: know up front, this is not a love story.
3: I think we should stop seeing each other. Just like that? Just like that. Start from the beginning
0: and tell us what happened.
3: I tried to talk to her in the copy room. She's totally not having it. Maybe she was just in a hurry. And maybe she's an uppity better than everyone, super skank. In college, they called me perfectly adequate Hanson.
1: They used to call me anal girl. I was very neat and organized. See you a boyfriend? No. Who needs it? We're young. Might as well have we a Days wait, wait. of Summer
2: what is happens? a romantic dramedy directed by Mark Webb, written by Scott Neustadter and Michael H. Weber. And it is starring, it has a decent cast, but I'm just gonna go with the main two. It's starring (laughs) Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. 500 Days of Summer is the story of Tom, a quote unquote, nice guy, hopeless romantic, as he reflects on his relationship with his ex-girlfriend, Summer, to try and figure out how things went so wrong. You guys, this movie, I have such complicated feelings about this movie. I'll jump out and say, I think this is a really well-written, really well-made movie. I enjoy watching this movie a lot, but I think it is one of those movies that means something different to you at different points in your life and It means something different to you with how you age and how you grow. And I think that's the beauty of it. And I think it's why this time watching it, I had such complicated feelings about both the main characters. This movie is the reason Zoe Deschanel, I think, exploded the way that she did this in New Girl. And I think it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt just nailing this toxic, masculine, quote unquote, hopeless romantic while still being charming Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's very quirky. It's very indie. And I love those things about it. I'm ready to be berated for them. But I think it is both of those things. I, I don't know. I think that's that's my whole opinion is I think this is a really well made movie about two pretty terrible people. Or at least two people who were not really supposed to be together. But overall, I think I like this is a definitely a movie I have watched multiple times. And I will probably watch multiple times again. Because it's just really well done. Mella, you were one of the cheerleaders on the sideline for me saying, Yeah, do it. Bring this movie to the pod. Put it on the list. Mm-hmm. So, is mm-hmm. this a rock <laughs> or I don't
1: know. I don't know what to expect from you today. Same <laughs> <Wasn't laughs> to say, <laughs> This is not a rock a doodle. Um, I think I was cheer like cheering you on so much because you said it best. It was like this is such a divisive movie. Yeah. Um, and I think not only was like the four of us, but I think just like in general, I saw this movie like a year ago. So when I watched it last night, I felt like I had just seen it but I felt differently again as you get older as you're in the dating scene I feel like my perspective on not necessarily like who's right who's wrong and we'll get into that later but the whole perspective of this movie changes so much and I think we kind of talk about it in Blue Valentine like again we don't want to say who's right and wrong but there is such a a mind shift when you watch it depending on where you are in your life but yeah i do think it's a really well-made movie i do think it's quirky but i think it fit in 2009 looking back i'm like eh, fine but that's where we were like we loved juno in 2007 and it mm-hmm. kind of just like set that t- i loved juno I Lacey love juno. loved juno okay
3: I, I really really liked juno
1: Yeah, Rashawn, keep those eyebrows to yourself. (laughs) Um, So it kind of just like fit in this like little quirky pocket. They knew what they were doing when they cast Zoe. So it's like they kind of set it all up. I mean, there's a musical number in the middle of it and it doesn't seem out of place. So yeah, I don't have bad things to say about this movie yet, but we'll get into the discussion.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna go with Rashawn Next.
4: Okay. I did not ask you to bring this, so <laughs> no, this is not going to be a rocket doodle. <laughs> I
2: didn't. I didn't think so. I know. I have no idea what you're gonna say.
4: Really, really like this movie. I saw it in theaters um, in 2009, and was just kind of taken aback by it and, and the structure of it, which is un
2: non-linear.
4: No nah, no nah, 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 nah. that. Unconventional, I think what, what I was looking mm. for. Unconventional for rom com. Mm-hmm. Uh this kind of format is usually for action movies or mysteries or what have you. And I, I think it lends itself really well. I actually tolerate this level of quirk in this in this movie. Uh mostly because I like I think the soundtrack's a little better and um
2: we okay, we okay strays.
4: Sorry (laughs) It is Um, But uh, I I really really like it As far as like the meat of the sandwich I, I do agree that You know it's divisive for a reason But I really really like The journey that the movie takes you on Where it kind of elicits Different emotional reactions Out of you Yes depending on where you are in your life But also just depending on where the movie is and I really respond to that, especially the beginning of the movie and, and especially the ending of the movie, I, I think is one of the great endings in, in rom-coms. We're going to get into the discussions, which everyone has thoughts to say about Tom, about Summer. And um, but I'm a, I'm a thumbs up for the for the counts for the tally. I'm a wow.
2: Up. Shocking. It's been a long time since you've liked something I've brought.
4: It has not been that long. It kind of has we been see. long. It's been long. long. It's, Damn.
2: It was gonna be Rockadoodle. It's but, been long. You know.
1: <laughs> Just looked at the spread. It's been long.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mela. Team Mela today. Wow. Okay. No, okay. No, we got uh, two positives so uh, far. Josh.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You are um, not necessarily the rom-com. Viewer, not
0: usually, no, no.
2: So, I have the least amount of hope for you. Um, so, what did you think?
3: Checkered history with this movie, not really. Not that makes it sound like like an ex loved it. That's not true. Um, I just
1: watched, (laughs) (laughs) name them. What's their Uh, Instagram handle?
3: Since 2009, I've been with two people. Um. Congrats. (laughs)
1: One of them being your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who's the other one? Sorry. (laughs) No.
3: No. Um, So I used to not be crazy about this movie because right when it came out on DVD was like a freshman year in college. And the people I was around in college wouldn't stop playing this. Like Mm -hmm. it was just like always on in our dorm in an AV. So like. I got a little sick of it. (laughs) Um, That being said, watching it now, one, I think it's a good movie. Like, I don't, I think that's kind of undeniable. I think it's just a well crafted movie. I think it's got two stars in it and they carry it fantastically. You know, it's hard to mess up when the movie is 80% to A listers. Ultimately, Lacey, you got a four for four today. But I think, I don't want to (laughs) celebrate. I don't want to celebrate that too much because I think the real meat of this episode is going to come in our discussions of Tom and Summer. I um, I think I think, the, I think the gloves stay on because I think when we talk about that, I think the opinions are going to start flying because I have very strong opinions on the two of them, specifically one of them.
1: Oh shit
3: as a movie though, I think it's great. I love I love the use of the, the nonlinear structure. I think mm-hmm. it's really great. Yeah. um and i think it's presented just well enough too with the the calendar motif i think it's really mm-hmm. cool um and i, I used to be I, uh, you make my dreams come true i think is a classic and another song that i got sick of for years after this movie because every fucking buddy used it in every flash dance flash oh mob my whatever God, the fuck fl- flash about mob
1: flash mobs that wasn't
3: everyone it was either I that like
2: this really launched the flash mob
3: yeah. absolutely it, did. it was right. and it was either this it was either you make my dream Co- dreams come true or marry me by bruno mars
1: oh yes. my, my fuck that song dude and i couldn't Ooh. listen
3: to either of them for 10 years but now it's a good movie
1: <laughs> you wow. time away <laughs> yeah
2: who would have thought 500 days of summer would bring us all together friends
1: For now. Uh, For now. I don't know. Let's (laughs) hold on to the moment. That wall Summer so often hid behind, a wall of distance, of space, of casual. That wall was slowly coming down. For here was Tom in her world, a place few had been invited to see with their
3: own eyes. And here was Summer, wanting him there, him, no one else.
0: Have you ever been in a tornado? No. <laughs> it's
3: that and my teeth falling out.
4: I have that too. You do? Yeah. It's so weird. It's like being an old man.
3: <laughs> what else do you have? Um,
2: earthquakes? Really? To kick us off, I want to no. hear <laughs> the first time you saw this movie, were you Team Summer or Team Tom? The first time I saw this movie, I was a hundred percent team Tom.
3: Didn't you also have a crush on him around that time?
2: I absolutely did. Joseph Gordon-Levitt had a like a, his own offshoot of Tumblr called Hit Record that was for like mm-hmm. writers and musicians, and he would like comment and like collaborate with people. I was so in love with him. I'm not anymore. No,
3: hmm. oh, okay, that's interesting.
2: <laughs> okay, chill. <laughs> Going on twelve years, sir. Twelve Talk. years next week, actually. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Y'all like each other, huh? A little bit. I'm trying to go
3: take my hip replacement message. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> but yeah, the first time I watched this I was a hundred percent team tom.
1: Yeah. I I will just jump in and agree. I think it it's just like a an easy I don't know, like an easy avenue to take. Just Because he's the
2: narrator. It's yeah. from his point of view.
1: Exactly. So you're, you're like, oh, well, fuck Summer. Like, she's just messing with him. Yeah, I was totally team Tom. And it, it's just like perfect that it, it's well cast, that it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So he is this kind of like cute little sweet sad sack that you feel just so bad for him. <laughs> to me, I think he's a good representation of like, the everyman, if that's a weird, I don't know. I just feel like he's just like a really good, like average guy. So it was easy to kind of put yourself into those shoes. And yeah, I was like totally team Tom. Now times have changed. So we've gone exactly. back This is the first time. This is the first yeah. time. So, so I think time.
3: that's the beauty of this movie. Because the first time I watched it, and Lacey, it's a, it's a little different. Because you could be based on this hypothesis of mine you could be either team but you specifically had a thing for um, joseph gordon levitt so it still stands but i think (laughs) you'll you'll understand what i mean in a second a big success in this movie is the two leads in in especially in 2009 their appeal and and how they appealed to the people who'd be watching this movie because when it comes to little little indie coffee shop girlies Yep. No one's more appealing than Joseph Gordon-Levitt in 2009. No yeah. one, just yep. no one. He's so cute and kind of sad, and like you want to just give him a hug and feed him soup. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> but, but to, in 2009, to like boys who are gonna watch a rom-com, straight boys, no one is more appealing than Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, yep. which is why when I watched it, I was Team Zoe because you kind of just, and I really think that maybe is somewhat intentional or a happy accident. You side with whoever you're attracted to.
2: But were you team Zoe in that oh they should be together like they sh- or were you team Zoe in the thought of like great they broke up I can be with her now.
3: Great they broke up I want Zoe to be happy. Like <laughs> Zoe didn't want him. <laughs> Zoe should have what she wants. I just I'm team Zoe just cuz <laughs> the way this movie is and it kind of pulls on the like longing and affection emotions of of people's hearts that like I, I don't think this is everyone, obviously, but I think more often than not, if you, you, little indie wet squirrels are your kind of people, then, you know what I mean? Wet squirrels, yeah. you know what I mean? They're yeah, just kind of yeah. like skinny. And no, like,
2: what do you Big do? eyes. <laughs> wet big, squirrels.
3: Big eyes. Like They wear baggy clothes, yeah. puffy tails, but when they get are wet, you you're like- Are
2: you just talking about me?
3: No, no, no. A little. But when- like, think about, like, a squirrel if they get wet, because they have big poofy tails, right? And those big poofy tails are kind of like the big baggy clothes that indie guys and gals wear, yeah? So when the squirrel gets wet, their tail gets all skinny, and you realize how skinny they are. And, like, if Joseph, if I got, if Joseph O'Gordon Levitt got wet, his baggy clothes would all stick to him, and be like, oh, he's a skinny little guy, and he's got big eyes, and so does that squirrel. I just want
1: to feed him. I
3: just want to feed him. Warm him up. <laughs> what were we talking
2: about? Rashawn, what, who are you team? first time you watched
4: i don't remember i'm not trying to dodge a question but i also remember that i was very much in the middle of heartbreak mm. so i remember just being sad that they weren't together at the end of the movie mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and
4: not really understanding Understanding how why the movie ended the way it did, but not understanding why they couldn't work it out. And I was also very young, so I was just like, this movie's so sad because I want <laughs> them to just be together. They're both attractive people. They're just both not my type. So, bingo. You know, yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, the relationship of it all. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And I, I wanted it to work out. That That's what I remember the most.
2: Okay. Then... How has your perception changed? Ten years later. <laughs> Josh, do you want to kick it off?
3: Sure. I'm team neither. I think they're both awful, <laughs> but I think Tom is significantly worse.
2: Mm.
3: I think Tom is the leader. If this, if if we flash forward, how? What is it? 14 years. Tom is the moderator on an a, a incel subreddit i think he Fuck. is everything wrong with the quote-unquote nice guy that gets weaponized and 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 like overused and i i i think he's the worst person
2: <laughs> Damn. Wow. Wow.
3: i think okay. tom is reprehensibly bad
2: reprehensibly
3: yeah okay
2: You know what? So no redeeming qualities to Mm -hmm. Tom.
3: No, he's a good greeting card writer when he's happy.
2: (laughs) And when he's upset,
3: fuck you,
1: whore. Yeah, I mean that's a fucking classic. (laughs) Right to the point. (laughs) He's a good
3: architect, so he's good at his job.
1: Yeah, channel it.
2: Rashan, how has your perception changed or stayed the same?
4: A complete one eighty as like, a full adult now, I'm glad that they don't end up together at the end. Like, it's, the ending still hurts, but now I understand having been in four or five relationships since then, and now being a single person, I understand why they are not together in the end. I don't think either one is a bad person, (laughs) but we'll get into that. But... I, I, yeah, I'm completely turned around and I'm like, okay, I'm so sad because I know it's coming. The the split screen scene is so devastating, Ugh. but the, the scene on the bench at the end is probably one of my favorite scenes of the aughts. I don't know, whatever quantifier you want, but I, I love that scene so much and it hurts so good. Like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I'm, I guess I'm the same, but from a different point of view.
2: Mm-hmm. And what about you, Mel? <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I think I've gone back and forth over the years. Rashawn reminded me, I remember not liking the end and being mm. like, This is such a shitty ending But now I'm like, it's only shitty because they didn't end up together and I'm like the rom com like you have to end up together. <laughs> um
4: I love a rom com where it don't work out. Baby. But yeah, <laughs> so we know.
1: <laughs> we know I kinda John. I kinda get that too and it <laughs> makes sense for this this story. Um I am team neither today, but that doesn't mean I think that they're both shitty people. I think they have, they both have shitty moments (laughs) that I literally am like, oh, you're a bitch. Like when I'm watching it, (laughs) (laughs) you're a fucking bitch. Like Um, when,
2: like when, like when?
1: I think the whole scene when, (laughs) basically when they're like having the scene of like, what are we? Mm -hmm. and she's just sitting there with her fucking big wet eyes and she's like i told you you just want to be friends oh fuck you (laughs) (laughs) and i'm totally team tom in that moment and i get that his reaction is not good it's not it's not a way to like react in real life in a script or whatever but I just feel like it was so earned where he just felt, like, so desperate. Like, what do you mean? Like, we're not friends. This is not how friends act. And I understand that she was from jump saying, oh, we're just friends and, like, we'll just, like, do friend things. But you're not, goddammit. (laughs) You're not acting like friends. (laughs) Interesting how you're immediately...
3: When you say your team neither, you pull up your first example is you pull up just how awful Summer is in your in your defense of Tom,
1: right? But hmm. I do think hmm. in that same situation, I don't think Tom's reaction is good. You know, I don't think like he handles it well. That is an
3: ice cream cone compared to some of the other stuff Tom has done.
1: Get into it, Josh.
3: Now I want to hear your I want to hear your your back and forth first. Mine. Your before and after first, Lacey. Oh, oh me, Lacey's. yeah.
2: I, watching it this time, at first, I was very much team Summer, team Zoe, watching it through this time. Because I was like, she's upfront at the beginning. She tells him she doesn't want anything serious. She tells him she doesn't want a boyfriend. That they're just having fun. But as the movie went on, I was like, you're both just so icky and toxic and uncommunicative and... I just, that like, you're both causing so much pain. I don't really feel like Summer had a lot of pain. I think she got bored. I think she got tired yeah. of it, which was her MO from the beginning of, like, I, I don't believe in love. I don't think love is real. I, you know. So, like, I get it. But I feel like Tom's unwillingness to accept where Summer was at and putting her on this pedestal of expectation and their toxicity of not communicating with each other. It's just, it makes me furious. It just makes me so mad. It's because it's such an immature relationship. And it's a relationship I think all of us can identify with. Anybody who's been in a relationship in any point in their lives or has had a crush on somebody and it's been unrequited, like you can identify with different aspects of their relationship the whole way through. And it's painful and it's annoying and it is mean and hateful and heart wrenching. So as of today, I'm team neither.
4: So
3: I guess I'm team both. <laughs> well, when I, I, guess when I say team neither, I don't. Well, I do want. I don't. I don't want Tom to be happy. I still want Summer to be happy.
2: I want Summer to be happy, and I think I want
3: Tom can rot. I want. Oh
2: <laughs> We're God. gonna get. I'm gonna get to you, Josh. I think I want yeah. Tom to be happy, but I want Tom to grow up. That's
1: what I want more. I want Tom to grow up, and I you don't know think what? As I'm talking about this, I feel like I'm really not liking summer today. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I was like,
1: this whole team
4: Tom, and she don't even know it.
1: <laughs> but I, this, this is like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe if we were to do this this episode next year, I would have a different. <laughs> Feeling about it, but I think I don't know. I'm more as we're like going through the motions, I'm like, dude, summer's a
0: bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs)
1: Oh,
3: fuck, man. (laughs) Why? What makes her that way?
1: I think summer, like at the end. She, you know, like, I want her to be happy. Fine. But just (laughs) him saying, like, oh, it's funny how, I think it's funny how, like, you know, you didn't believe in love, and now you're fucking married. And she's like, yeah, it's fucking destiny. Shut up.
3: (laughs) So when Tom (laughs) believes in destiny, it's fine?
1: What do you mean? Tom,
3: it's whole Tom, that's Tom's thing, like, at the beginning. It's destiny and true love and love at first sight.
1: Yeah. So it's fine with him. No, I don't. Well, I don't think I'm saying like, uh, Summer's great or Summer's a bitch and Tom's like, a king. Like I don't think I'm saying that. I'm just saying Summer is kind of a bitch. (laughs) 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 I just I think I get to that moment. Okay, this is what it is. The moment when he she invites him to the party, right? Mm -hmm. And you have the split screen expectations. What you're saying no.
3: I'm just saying it's messed up. Oh, yeah. That yeah. part. Yeah. That. Yeah. You won't hear me refuting that. That part. I'm like, I said, I don't think Summer's great either. That yeah.
1: I think that kind of like dancing with him at the wedding. Yeah. And- that kind of sets it in stone where what you will say about Tom is like he had his hopes up. She was on a pedestal. Like she's a manic pixie dream, dream girl of everyone's dreams. But that. Sequence right there really sets her up in like a bad light for me. Where it's like, okay, fine. Up until this point, she did say, Hey, I told you at the beginning that we're just friends. I told you in the middle, we're just friends. Like she kept reiterating it. So you're just like, I can't hate her. But sometimes your actions do speak louder than words. And the whole fucking year, she's over there acting like that's her man.
2: I think Summer loves being loved. Yeah. Is really what it is. It doesn't really matter until she meets this new person that we never see up until that it doesn't really matter who it's from or how it happens she loves to the attention and she loves to feel
1: loved and needed yeah and i think you see that really quickly after karaoke when his friend is like hey he he likes you and she instantly is just like oh you like me oh you do girl you're over here just saying you don't want to be in anything and then all you needed was the green light I don't know about you bangs just <laughs> dude but Tom,
2: I think there's something I, I will let you get to Tom that. I promise but I think there's something also <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at
3: I don't know about you bangs is a crazy line <laughs> Okay, wait just the second,
2: glasses.
3: <laughs> Pump the brakes, Bambi. Sorry, Liz, go
2: ahead. No, it's okay. When they're sitting on the bench, and she turns to him, and she says, what I was never sure of with you. Mm. That, is that, heart- that is heartbreaking. Tough. That, that is shady. heartbreaking. And it's cruel, and it's the worst thing Tom could possibly hear. But that's also true like when you know with somebody you know sh- mm-hmm. he
3: wouldn't sh- he needed to hear that in that moment he wouldn't shut up he's being such a little why why you didn't believe in destiny why 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 not yeah. me you said you didn't you be- do. why you didn't believe in destiny now you do he needed to hear that
4: but do you you don't think he deserves to hear some answers i mean he's not the most He's not the most smooth with it, you know, with how he goes about expressing his feelings. But you don't think he deserves some kind of explanation?
3: I mean, that's that is the explanation. She just knew
4: one day. I know, but you're you're saying like how he addressed her and like she he needed to hear it. But I think yeah, he's, like he's fucking just annoying. like
3: <laughs> He's mad. You
2: got to he's
3: mad. Okay, control yourself, incel. <laughs> he's not an incel. Josh, get into it, go. Go ahead. So first thing, we'll go in like gradual. He is not blameless for the wedding scenario. Summer went to the wedding to enjoy her friend's wedding. He went with the explicit intention of trying to swoon Summer. He set himself up for that. That's all I'll say about that. Summer was also ultimately did the worst thing at the wedding, but he is not blameless. He was even told that his friend, like, tried to talk him out of it. So, uh, he is controlling. He is delusional beyond uh, a medicated result. Um, he is, I mean, he gets called jokingly a, a stalker by gooblies at the beginning, but that's not fucking far off. The thing that went over my head a hundred times when I watched it that caught me right away this this time watching it was when they're early on when they're in the movie, when they're talking about getting tattoos and like they're having fun and like, what about this? Or they're talking about other people's it's tattoos, towards right? towards the
2: end, yeah. Right? Yeah.
3: It happens early in the movie, but is it towards the end of their relationship?
2: Is it? Whatever. I I like they're
3: talking about it and she she's like, maybe I'll get like a butterfly on my ankle or some like really just like That's totally. Basic. What's that?
2: It's like in the middle. Sorry. Whatever.
3: It's some really like innocuous like little sure music notes on your hand. Whatever. Whatever. And he like immediately goes no. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the scariest thing I've ever seen, and it's (laughs) like it's creepy. If you rewatch it, it's like controlling and kind of bleak and like immediately. And he just shuts it down.
1: I did notice that this time around, and I was like. Hmm. I never really. You could look.
3: tell me no, right? Is that what you said?
1: Yeah, I'm like, oh, tell me no, harder, daddy. No, I was just <laughs> like, what?
3: <laughs> and then, and I know it's all about being reciprocal, but there's a lot of moments where it feels like, in in IKEA part two, where I don't know why they're in our. It's never explained why they're in IKEA. She's am assuming for something. That's right. She's the second time when she's like yeah. over it.
1: Uh, she's uh, yeah
3: she's looking for something and he wants to like stop and do this thing. They did fucking 300 days ago and like won't let her just look for something. And it's like, yes, it's reciprocal, but that also goes towards Tom. It's reciprocal. She doesn't want to fucking do it. Leave her alone. Stop pushing this. But the, the glaring crimson scarlet waving, waving, blood red flag in this movie for Tom the from the moment this happened on I was anti Tom I like Lacey can attest and this this happens early I think it's the biggest warning sign of of my people is when he's when 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 he's at the diner talking to his friends and he's like it's over it's over and they're like what's going on uh, he's like I talked to him in the elevator and it cuts to the elevator and he goes, how was your weekend? And she says, good. And his explanation of her saying good is that he found she found a guy at a gym and fucked him. Fucked his brains out. And that's why her weekend was so good. Just because of the way she said good. That is a, an alarming response. <laughs> I, it's maybe hard for you guys to understand. As someone who is chronically online and as online as I am, that is a horrific response. If I can counter, I I think
4: that is the issue. Not the issue, but that is what is fueling your point of view is the chronic online part. because I That fuels all of my point of views, Rashawn. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine, and I love you. But I'm saying I've heard that conversation and that train of thought from both men and women you take one thing about one person that you're so obsessed with and you're just ready to fall in love with and you're like, well, they must be fucking someone else. And it, it's, it sounds gross because it's coming in a conversation between a group of guys. But I've also heard that between a group of girls where it's like, well, he must be fucking someone else. You know what I mean? And I think that's gender politics aside, for a second, just to be devil's advocate, I think the genius of this movie is putting Joseph Gordon-Levitt Tom in the position that the rom-com would usually place a woman in where Mm -hmm. they're lovesick, they're head over heels over this guy, but his guy happens to be a a manic pixie dream girl. And I think a lot of the things that he does in this movie rom-coms, which is why this is like a great critique, great critique of rom-coms. Rom-coms allot those roles to women. And because it's a guy in this movie, you're able to look at those actions and be like, "Well, that shouldn't be how anyone should act." Right. But there's a remove from this because the gender positions are reversed. Just for argument's sake, that's all I'm saying. I'm not well, saying it's not a little like okay, because he's like, "Oh, she's a skank," or she's he says something like, "Oh, whatever, fuck her." Yeah. And they're just kind of like, and it's not really. Even like- She has a boyfriend. Yeah. Does she say hi or hey? Because she might be a lesbian. Like, they even kind of poke fun at him where they're like, Mm -hmm. you're being a little crazy. And I feel like, regardless of if he's a guy or a girl, I feel like the friends, there's always the friends that have to talk someone off the ledge when they're going crazy about someone that they're infatuated with.
2: I think Tom's issue is summed up in the expectations versus reality scene in the movie. Um the movie opens with Tom breaking dishes and inconsolable and his sister you know says it happened again.
3: Or like and I'm supposed to root for this guy?
1: <laughs>
3: what? He's a maniac. Breaking dishes?
1: But are only, we supposed to root for him? Is that The only person
3: that can talk him down is his 15-year-old sister who who's great. Oh, By the way, Gloria oh, Grace Moretz is fucking yeah, great. She's, she's awesome. She's, really she's fantastic. <laughs>
2: I don't, I don't know, know that if we're, we're necessarily.
1: Root. Yeah. Oh, you guys are saying the same
2: thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't root
3: for strong. I'm supposed to go. enjoy when this motherfucker is on screen.
4: I think we're supposed to relate to him. Because, I don't, because like I'm not, not the in the a padded room.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> like we all said at the beginning, we've all experienced this relationship in some form or another. Whatever, Whether you were Tom or Summer, we've all been through something like this. So I think in that moment, you're just the plates is an extreme thing because it's a movie and he's a movie character who's doesn't know what the internet thinks of him. You know what I mean? so of course he's like smashing plates and he's pissed because someone he loves is not Perfect. reciprocating. Yeah, not, Rooting for him is strong, but I think I do think we're supposed to at least follow him along and relate to him in a lot of this movie.
3: Well, when, when it comes to him being extreme and, and, all you know the the analogies you made of, of men versus women and the and the plates and it's all extreme because he's a movie character. Everyone else in this movie it's very real. Uh, like Clark Gregg, Chloe, I mean Chloe Grace Moretz is a little crazy. Uh, uh, even his friends, like you said, they talk him off a ledge because it's like, dude, what are you talking about? That's insane. So in reality, I think everyone's everyone's real and grounded except for the two of them. Yeah,
4: she's like an idealized version of a woman, and he is a love struck puppy version of a guy like they're both well
3: call really cool. animal control motherfucker yes. <laughs> <laughs> the
4: best the best version i can give of this or the best correlation at least for my like gender politics speech whatever is how people reacted to season 2 of fleabag i feel like this is some sort of at least the last few episodes that same feeling of heartbreak, but from a different position, where Tom is Fleabag and Summer is the hot priest. Who...
2: Except no, because don't bring Fleabag into this. Tread carefully. I'm bringing it
4: in. I love mm-hmm. it. I love Fleabag. I'm not. I'm, I'm not not about to done on, it on a mech it. suit. Do you understand? <laughs> go
2: go go go. Um, I'm I'm getting my transformer, my beast transformer <laughs> Monkey. Um. <laughs> But that's the thing, though, is Fleabag is self-aware the whole time. She knows that when she's trying to fuck a priest, she's falling in love with a priest. She knows and she's aware of it Mm -hmm. the whole time. Tom's refusal to acknowledge his part of the problem is a major part of the problem.
4: She's self-aware to a fault because she doesn't doesn't realize what's right in front of her face because she's talking to us. You know what I mean? Like her... Her flaw is more inherent because, of course, she like knows that she's doing bad, but she doesn't. She doesn't have any self awareness about her feelings.
3: Fleabag episode he... coming November twenty twenty three, listeners. Um, Listen,
2: until... do not fucking tempt me.
3: <laughs> That's a
4: four for four. But I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> the correlation is that sh- her heartbreak at the end. They have a similar conversation at the end where she didn't realize how much she felt for him until he tells her no. And I feel like that is where Tom's, like, world is shattered when she's like, well, yeah, I I didn't love you. I knew this about him because I was never sure about it with you. And that's just, like, a sobering moment for both characters, I think.
1: Some I want to say, sense. and it could, be, it,
0: could be, it could be
3: with the gender politics, it, it could be a, a very intentional uh, use of it in this movie that I acknowledge that you're correct with. But in terms of my displeasure towards Tom, gender politics also cannot be ignored because he, he Tom as a character, as a person, is definitely uh, one of the people that ascribes to men can be players, but women are sluts. And so his assumption that it's not even that she has a boyfriend or she, it's just that she met some guy at the gym and took him home and fucked him. That's insane. And he deserves to be castrated on the spot.
2: Okay. He doesn't
3: doesn't know her at that point. Exactly. Exactly. That's crazy to say about someone you don't know. That's insane. (laughs) This is not real life. This is not
4: real life. And he's He's able to have faults and be imperfect. And and I'm able to hate those faults with every fiber of my body. <laughs> because he can't be a perfect guy who says all the perfect things in order for that ending to hit the way that it
3: does. I would like him to say one good thing. How about that?
2: I will say too, like not to talk shit on the director and the writers, but the movie opens with that quote of, you know the the events the of this movie are based on may or may not be based on real real events. I'm talking to you, Jenny, whatever her name is, bitch, on the screen as as a device. Hilarious. She's a real person mm-hmm. that dated one what of the writers. What if she was a bitch?
1: What if she was a bitch?
2: Okay. But- <laughs>
4: to who, Mel? <Mellie? laughs> <laughs> Melissa, call him with the. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: I brought on a guest today, saying... Jenny. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying she's not faultless, just like I'm not saying Summer is not faultless. We're getting a very, you know, one sided point, point of view throughout this
1: movie.
3: It's very unfair to make a movie about someone that cannot make a movie in response.
1: But. Do you, do you think this is a one-sided movie? Because I feel like it is up until the split screen and then the explanation at the end. I don't okay. think I mean, it's one-sided totally. I think we this is why in the beginning, in 2009, I took the Tom road, right? Because it, it's, it's set up. It's narrated, like you said, Lacey. It's set up for us to go on this journey with Tom. But I do think because it's nonlinear, it does have that switch where you're like, wait a minute, especially after they break up and he goes on that setup date, and the date is like, wait a second. So this girl that you are heartbroken over,
3: she's the hero of the movie. She,
1: yeah, and it's it's cool. I think it, a, a time ago I was like, oh, this sucks that it's just like a, a random person that's like breaking this news to him. But sometimes that's just how life is. Like you're just like. I don't need my best friend. I don't need my family member. I just need someone fucking random. That doesn't mean anything to me to tell me like it is. So I think it's cool that they did that. But she's just like, wait. So she told you from day one she didn't want anything with you and you're here crying into pancakes. That's Mm -hmm. weird. So I don't think it's like a one sided thing. I think it's just set up for that like switch in the middle to see that from both sides. Like, I don't think we need a Summerside movie.
2: No, I I agree with you. But I also think because it's his point of view, we're going on his journey with him. So, I I don't know that it's necessarily one-sided, but... I mean, maybe that's part of the watching it at different times in your life. Like, you know, the younger you are, the more locked in you are to the linear Tom storyline. And now, you know, you watch it with the duality of two people being in a partnership and being in a relationship.
1: I think the there's like two times we see it. Josh mentioned it. It's like the IKEA time. And then I think they like he's like oh why are you sad you want to go see a movie and he's kind of just like egging her on
2: mm-hmm. and she's like
1: dude i'm just like not into it i think a while back i was like what like why are you being so mean to him like he's just sweet and then when i watched it yesterday i was like yo pull back tom pull yeah. back." she wants to go home
2: she's she wants tired to home. Let, right. her, let
1: her fucking go but i think that's home. me seeing at 33 versus
2: 19. <laughs> i want to go tired, home. i'm tired <laughs> i'm very tired,
1: tired at my feet hurt <laughs> no i don't want to go have pancakes with you i don't are you mad at me i just got my ass kicked for you oh really was that for me was that for my benefit yes it was okay well next time don't because I don't need your help you know what i'm really tired can we talk about this tomorrow
4: No. You know what? I'm not going anywhere till you tell me what's going on.
0: Nothing's going on. We're just.
3: What? We're just what?
0: We're just.
3: No. Don't pull that with me. Don't even try to. This is not how you treat your friend. Kissing in the copy room, holding hands in Ikea, Shower sex? Come on, friends my balls.
2: Um, I do want to talk about the the final scene on the bench because I, I didn't know this before I watched it, but I read it in the trivia on IMDb. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is quoted saying he doesn't even know for sure that that scene on the bench was reality. He kind of took that scene as Tom finding his own kind of closure before going into this interview and like moving on mm-hmm. to the next chapter of his life. And with that point of view, I kind of see it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt also like was very open around that time. Huge props to him being like Tom is not like a not the protagonist. Like he's not the good guy that should have won. Like this is yeah. very much a man romanticizing and fantasizing about a woman and not really being a partner to a woman. So great job, JGL. Um, but thinking about that scene on the bench in the park at the end, it does kind of seem kind of ethereal and like a romanticized, mean, like that's the conversation you hope to get yeah, for closure with if, an ex. You know what also- I mean?
3: Two things. It's, it maybe seems ethereal and romantic because we've been to that bench and there's not a chance in hell it's ever going to be empty like that <laughs> on any day of the
1: week. L.A. never looks like that. No. A lot of smog.
3: Um, but I guess that does make sense, but I I don't know. Again, maybe this is me uh, siding more with Summer than Tom, but I like that ending because it shows that like one of them grew up Yeah. And, like, Summer grew up. Summer had. Summer kind of realized what she wanted, and I saw in the trivia that if you count the days, it, she gets married six months after breaking up with Tom. So that's kind of crazy, Mela. That that's makes her what?
1: Crazy. A bit. Thank you. <laughs>
3: um. So it's yes and no. Like summer. Summer seems like almost a different character. Not a different character, but she
1: does. I, I get that. I feel like she, she seems so different.
3: She's grounded. She and like she some summer and in, in the rest of the movie like outside of the the shop when she wants to go home she's just kind of like she'll just kind of run from problems or hide or or go away and just kind of disappear for a while but this summer like put her foot down and was like no tom you're not listening to me i don't love you anymore or i didn't love you and i love him like so it it whether it's a fake summer or a summer that just grew up i don't know it's interesting to think about
2: Rashawn, you said it's one of your favorite scenes in whatever category. What do you think?
3: Yeah.
4: If it's a dream, I hate it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: don't pull that shit with me, man. <laughs> because I, I I, do feel like. He. I, I, I do feel like they've both. Grown a lot. Since they were at the bench the first time. And. I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm a fan of movies where people don't get together. I'm bleak. That's cool. Um, but I also think that it, it, it makes the movie. I think Mark Webb said this is less of a rom-com and more of a coming-of-age story. And Tom needs that sobering moment to, to realize... Like I said, everyone's been Tom, and you don't, like Josh said, always get that conversation, or that's the conversation you wish to have. But the fact that he gets it is... It's a movie. You know what I mean? At the end of the Mm -hmm. day, we need some kind of resolution. And if he just met Autumn and went about his day without ever having that conversation, I don't think the movie's as strong for it.
2: I also don't think Tom could grow without that conversation. Like, I don't think he is capable to move on.
3: You know what? I don't think it's, I definitely don't think it's a dream or an illusion or Tom hallucinating. Because Tom isn't mature enough to have that version of Summer talk to him. Oh my god! <laughs> am I? But I'm being snarky about it. But am I wrong? Yeah,
1: no, I, I agree. No, with
4: that. I, I don't. I, I think I, I'm not saying any of your your Tomisms don't have merit, Josh. That's all <laughs> I'm <was> saying. <laughs> what I am saying is that it looks worse because he's a guy. But heartbreak is heartbreak. And I feel like a lot of his actions boil down to you're irrational and you're rude and you're disrespectful when your heart is broken. And it looks it looks worse when your protagonist is a man talking about a woman. Whereas, you know, in Legally Blonde, she's watching General Hospital. She's eating yeah. chocolate and she's calling him a liar. You know what I mean? Like that is what heartbreak looks like. It's in a place. That's like great. This. That's what heartbreak looks like. Not just <laughs> you know, you know, fucking a guy from the gym. Give
3: me ice cream every day.
4: <laughs> but I, I guess I'm saying, he is our protagonist, so we have to follow him through the good and the bad, the pretty and the ugly, and and his ugly. And it in is pretty Twenty. Th- his ugly in 2023 <laughs> looks hashtag problematic. But I think for a movie, it looks nuanced and complex. And I really, I really really like it.
3: All I'm saying is check his browser history.
2: <laughs> okay, Josh. <laughs> I'm going to check your browser history. Start deleting. <laughs> because I, because on.
4: ultimately, for me, why I, why I felt the way I did in 2009 and why I feel the way I do now is because essentially, if someone, if you do not want to be in a relationship and you get involved with someone who wants to be in a relationship, wrong. If you Mm -hmm. want to be in a relationship, and you get involved with someone who is just there for the fun, wrong. But neither of those things are mistakes that people don't make. You know what I mean? Like, you're ultimately going to fall for the wrong person. And I think they were supposed to be together for a season, summer, Mm. because they needed to learn something each from each other and that's cinema folks <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so up. Um, what <laughs> what
3: Are you looking at me like that?
1: <laughs> well, you know I guess it's cuz I was sitting in a deli and reading Dorian Gray and a guy comes up to me and Asked
0: me about it, and now he's my husband.
3: Yeah. And so.
0: So, what if I'd gone to the movies? What if I had gone somewhere else for lunch? What if I'd gotten there ten minutes later? It was.
1: It was meant to be. And. I just kept thinking Tom was right. No. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I did.
2: It just wasn't me that you were right about. Is there anything else anyone wants to throw out before we move on?
3: I I love seeing Yvette Nicole Brown on my screen.
2: In any capacity, yeah. I love any, it. Anything, yep. And Matthew I Greg also, Goobler. That's it. And Matthew Greg Goobler. Um, I also. Uh, he's cute. He, he is his hair <laughs> needs Bro, to be washed. I you thought you didn't like the indie wash his thing. He is. That's kind of the vibe, te- though.
1: He is the mm-hmm. textbook
3: indie.
4: I know, but I see potential.
1: Yeah, I'll wash <laughs> it. I don't mind. I got good shampoo, too. A little deep conditioner. Let's do it. Um, I also
2: read in the trivia. That they almost, the studios almost made them cut out the little mockumentary that like When Harry Met Sally-esque mockumentary that happens towards the end where um, Matthew Greg Gubler and um, that where they do the little interview section and it was so well received during the first test screenings that they decided to keep it in and that was a moment that like I really enjoyed because the movie is so summer and Tom focused that it's nice to get other points of view on love and how love can actually work with the right oh. person.
3: And yeah. like, a, and also love me some Clark Gregg whenever he shows up. And he's like, what is it? Like 24 years next month. Love of my life.
2: Mm-hmm. So sweet. Wow. What a day. What a season. What a summer.
1: <laughs> Can't wait for autumn. I'll say that. Someone later.
2: warned Ooh!
4: her. God damn it.
1: <laughs> Who wants to play a game? Me. I want to play a game. All right, right everyone,
3: gird your loins. Really it don't matter if you win by an inch I or a mile. Come on, I'm bored. Oh, right. Play
0: with
2: me. Really this game is called Will They or Won't They? I have 10 famous rom com couples. Now in 500 Days of Summer, we have the benefit of seeing the entirety of Tom and Summer's relationship. We see the beginning, the middle, and the end. We don't often get that with a lot of rom-com couples. A lot of rom-com couples, we just see, and they get together and they live happily ever after the end. But do they? Mm. It's up to you cinephiles to decide. You're all going to work individually. I'm going to give you a couple, and you are going to pitch to me whether or not this couple survived or if they broke up after the movie.
0: Okay.
2: And depending on whose answer I like the best, I'll give you a point. Okay. Make sense? Yep. Your first couple is going to be Sarah and Niles from Palm Springs.
3: That's Andy Sandbergen. And-
2: you're gonna make me do the actors, aren't you?
3: No, I'm just double checking. <laughs> that's not. That's the main characters, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Miliati. Millyadi. Yeah. Oh. Chris,
2: Christina. Christine Miliati.
3: Christine. She that is there a similar singer from the '90s? Christina,
1: Christina Mil- Mil- Milan. Milan.
3: Thank you. I was like every time I hear her name. Thank you. Pick it up slow.
1: Roll it all around. poke it out Roll like out, your back, back broke. Pop pop pop, pop, pop 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 that, that thing. thing.
3: Okay, I'll go. I don't think they do. And I think, I think it's a very lovely, they both agree that they've, they've had their live lives together. And it's a memory they cherish, but I think going forward, and I don't think either of them get with the people they were at the beginning of the movie, I think they just go forward and they want to experience a new life, their final life. And I think it's a very lovely, amicable. Um, I
1: don't think they stay together either. They've had, like, the, all the great moments that they could have had, and they both, like, grow completely separate when time becomes just normal again, um, because they don't know how to deal with not being able to reset. So they always kind of use the reset as a crutch, like, oh, anytime mm. we're in a, a, a bad situation, let's just fucking go to sleep and start again, when now that they don't have it, they're like, oh, we really have to face things head on and we can't do it. So they don't end up together. And they mm. can't go through life. Mm. Rashaan?
4: I think that they have lived a thousand relationships with each other. And so they've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I think they stick it out together.
2: Sorry, I agree with Rashaan. <laughs> <laughs> so- ah, hopeless romantic. They've been together a long time. Yeah, they have. Okay. We're married. Don't forget. But Twelve were, years.
3: <laughs> were they? Are they soulmates, or were they together a long time because they had to be?
4: That's marriage, baby. And well, I would well, know. Hold on.
2: Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Point to Rashan. Your next couple: Kat and Patrick, Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger from 10 Things I Hate About You."
1: Oh, Can I just watch this.
3: No why high school
2: some
1: people do i
3: don't know but that's my answer
1: okay i kind of have like a like a fun little answer like i feel like they (laughs) they stay together in the summer and then they break up like for like college like they totally break up and then just like one random i don't know day in like fucking new york they bump into each other and they're like what Cat patrick and they start talking again, and it's just like kismet because they are very similar, and it just works. And they become like this old grumpy couple that's like, she gets on my fucking nerves every day, and he gets on my fucking nerves every day. And but they just love each other so much, so they stay together. Rajan,
4: I'm gonna say no because he's he's kind of a cad.
3: Sound like a fish.
1: What's a cad? <laughs> okay. Like, you're a cat. Like, like a cat. <laughs> oh, oh, okay,
3: got it. <laughs> What's a bleep lorp? Oh, you fucking bleep lorp. <laughs>
1: like, what?
4: What does Chris Evans say in not another teen movie? Like, um, you'll call me a slut and I'll call you a
3: cocktease. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> they,
0: like, like, break up.
3: <laughs> I oh, think wow. They... A, a cat is a man who behaves dishonorably, especially towards a woman.
2: Yeah. he's huh. a cat.
3: Yeah, I don't think they make it.
4: I think they try for, like, freshman year. And then she finds a condom under his pillow.
1: <gasps> under the pillow? Oh, fuck. <gasps> oh, the wrapper. I thought, like, the mm-hmm. whole thing. I was like, that's yeah, disgusting. Oh.
2: Um, I say point to Mela. Yes. I like your answer the best. I think they would break up for a while. Sensing
3: a trend here. <laughs> don't don't
2: your answer was no high school that's not very well, interesting
3: does it have to be
2: yes i'm well, the judge okay. <laughs> couple number three harry and sally from when harry met sally uh,
1: i knew this was coming i really the need to re- rewatch this they are not Tom and Summer, um, Tom and Summer joshua uh, uh, I'll go first. I'll say that they do end up together. <laughs> I think because he's just so in love with her. And I think he'll, like, stick by her side no matter what. And also, how are you going to do better than Mick Ryan?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say yes just because the end of the movie. <laughs>
2: well, you don't know.
4: They end up together. Yeah, I know. They, they end up they, together, but they...
2: you don't know what happens after.
4: I think they die in each other's arms. Happy hour. Oh. Not I think, aboard the Titanic.
3: Just like... <laughs> you know. I think they stay together. I think Harry dies pretty young. And I think Sally moves on with her life, but always like she, she'll like date and she'll have her fun. But she always has... She always keeps the spot uh, in her bed empty when she lays down at night for for her first love, Harry.
1: Oh, and she has a sweater.
3: She has her sweater, yeah.
2: Under the pillow. Stop. Why does he have to die young? Why can't they be old?
3: Life happens.
2: It's don't say that. You are not allowed to die.
3: I'm not young anymore, so that's already... Ch- you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't like you. Mella gets the point. But, but
3: you like my answer? Fuck. <laughs> Mella gets the point. <laughs> Make Ryan, baby. <laughs> I have factual proof. My first... My first... Some uh, of
2: these couples get married at the end, but that doesn't mean they're going to stay together. That is the point of the game. Do they they're or do they as not? are old shit. Next couple. <laughs> <laughs> Julia and Robbie from The Wedding Singer.
3: Oh, I like this one. Because mm-hmm. um, what year did that take place? Josh. Well, I'm... This informs my answer.
2: I don't know. I didn't... Add the cast and the year of the movie for every single couple that I did <laughs> today. It's, it's I'm sorry. Eighties, right? Mm-hmm. It's like mid-eighties.
4: I don't know. Um, I think, I think they stayed together, and he accompanied her to every single wedding for the rest of their lives.
3: So I think they stay together after the movie, but in 1990, because. Wedding singer business is really not like lucrative. Like you can't really make a living. To help their finances, Robbie enlists in operation Desert Storm and gets shipped overseas. Survives, but he does. <laughs> but he does come back. But he does come back injured.
2: You have to let him in. You have to open the door.
3: Just don't distract me. I'm gonna roll. But he does come back. Um, injured with a purple heart, but. Uh, She takes care of him the rest of their days. Uh, They live out a a long, fruitful life with nice, um, cozy nine to five picket fence jobs, but still wedding singing on the weekends for fun, because that's her passion. And then they both die when they're like
1: 99. Man, he lost both legs,
3: huh? No, just one.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Josh, why do you have? Why?
3: It was a happy ending.
1: Apparently. Uh, Wow. Um I was going to say that they do end up together. And I think that they are like the fun couple that everybody is like, oh, we're the one we want. We always look up to this couple because they've been together so long, ever since they were like really young. They're the ones that always have like little block parties. They always have like theme parties. Um, They're the only one of their the couple out of all their friends that have never cheated or been divorced. And they are like, Living happily until the very end.
2: is schooling y'all. She's oh, a yeah. rom-com queen. <laughs> We're
3: doing it if it was a rom-com, not if it was real life.
2: No, it's real that life. Is... But she's just telling a really good story.
3: <laughs> Desert storm.
2: <laughs>
3: it was a real thing. <laughs> my uncle for the wedding
2: singer. Yes, Robbie <laughs> can't.
3: Robbie it. can't serve in the military. <laughs>
0: My uncle served in <laughs> why, fu- why is that funny? It's like you you're trying to
1: prove that it was not. Like, I know. <laughs> I know.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine you paying too much attention in your American history course in the 10th grade. No, I
2: was my sleep. Couple number five. Hannah and Jacob, Emma Stone, and Ryan Gosling from K- Crazy Stupid Love.
0: Mmm. <clears throat>
4: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why? <laughs>
4: uh, I'd like to reintroduce the word CAD.
0: Ooh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he changed for a bit, but come on, that guy thinks with his loins. <laughs> he he found another hot young pepper, and he went away. He moved to L.A. and he met uh, an actress named Mia. <gasps>
1: don't you dare they are together for a while like i'm gonna say about five years he's like obviously super close jacob's super close to the family like he really feels like steve curl has like another son right um but what's her name hannah hannah is just like unhappy um she wants kind of like the life she had before where she wants something steady he's too spontaneous he doesn't really have like a steady nine to five and she can't like she can't keep up with this mm-hmm. um so she leaves him one night and just like doesn't call doesn't text and he's over at the family's house like where's your daughter and they're like we can't we can't find her mm-hmm. and and she doesn't talk to him for days and finally just like packs up and leaves a note saying like I can't do this anymore. <gasps> Jesus Christ. Yeah.
3: I think they I think they stay together and I think um they have uh, two beautiful children. And once Steve Crock gets old and goes into assisted living, they move into that big fancy house. <laughs> And they retire together and they build a tree house in the backyard and a nice little tire swing and um, push their their grandkids on the tire swing all the time.
1: Waiting for the other shoe to drop. (laughs) That's
3: it. uh, Fade to black.
1: One of the kids shoots up this beautiful house. (laughs) Like I'm (laughs) just waiting.
2: Point to (gasps) Rashawn. point to Rashaun for mixing media. We love it. Josh, just...
3: I mixed uh, major historical events, so I don't know what else you want from me.
2: (laughs) Okay. The next couple. Vivian and Edward. Julia Roberts and Richard Gere from Pretty Woman. Mm. Do they stay together or not?
3: No way. (laughs) No, I think because uh, Vivian has uh, she has oh she's a confident woman she's always been a confident woman but she has a new form of confidence after this whole thing and she realizes she can do better than Richard Gear mm. Mm. and um she's she's one day she's out partying not partying uh, she's um, walking the streets of I think New York. <laughs> and um, gets clipped by a taxi cab, so she has to go to the hospital, and um, she meets this handsome, this handsome nurse played by George Clooney. Josh,
2: <laughs> you had me. I was on your side.
3: I know. I wasn't. I felt like it was enough, so I kept talking, and then I it panicked. It was
2: enough. You are enough.
3: Okay, so she gains a newfound confidence. And um li- and leaves and she thinks she knows she knows she can do better than Richard Gere, and um goes off to find herself.
1: She eat prays, and loves. She eat pray loves it. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys, we don't have to do this for
2: everyone. <laughs> one last time. <laughs> um,
4: I cornered. I cornered the market. It's
2: over.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say they they end up together and everyone's fucking jealous because she's young and they're like she's a fucking gold digger. Well, yeah, and she was a hooker too, so what? <laughs> but she shakes him up a little. She she cuts his tie, she like gets rid of his fucking like uh like all of his like shit that he like never uses. It's just for looks and like she just makes him a little rambunctious. They go on they go on like these really lavish uh vacations and they just have fucking fun and they fuck all day even into like until he's like super old and she doesn't even care. She's like, I love my little man. Yeah, they stay together. They stay together.
3: You you went too far. I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> maybe I, maybe it's a dream. Maybe it was a dream.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> maybe Richard Gere wakes up. I don't know. I, don't know.
4: <laughs> I think they stay together because he's rich. And She's not stupid. Yeah, she's, she's smart. She's
0: not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: Come on.
2: <laughs> I was gonna give it to you if you just shut up
3: you're gonna
0: right give now, it or to or...
1: him
2: yeah I love that she like finds herself and goes out on her own and she doesn't need a man
1: getting clipped by a taxi
2: <laughs> I, I, I wiped that one out of my brain he needs a point he hasn't been on the board yet
1: oh my god
3: <laughs> it's all you George Clooney <laughs>
2: Um, I got a little spicy with this one. Kimberly and Michael. Cameron Diaz. And Dylan. (laughs) No. (laughs) No.
4: (laughs) No. (laughs) Every
2: time. Cameron Diaz and Dermot Mulroney.
4: From my best
2: friend's wedding. Do they last?
1: They don't make it.
3: They don't make it past (gasps) the flight Oh,
1: don't make it, dude! <laughs> no way. No. He was in over his head. The the family they, no, nah, they like they they're too much. They're if too she doesn't
3: leave him, her family jumps him. They don't make it past. I'll give you. I'll give you the honeymoon. I'll give you the honeymoon, and then when all of that exciting, fun, crackling, newlywed energy is gone, three months in.
1: Yeah, she. He's like you know what? She's just, she's annoying. Oh the, my God. the over, like the, the optimism, like he just can't do it. He's like, I need just like a little bit of like r- real life. And she's just always wanting to get up at the crack of dawn and like do too much. And he's like, I can't, I can't do this. Oh,
3: I think she leaves him. So that's where Mel and I differ.
1: Mm. But no, I'm going s-
4: to, <laughs> I'm going to say they don't, but not because Kimmy's awful, but, because he can't get that final boat ride out of his mind. And he really does love Jules.
2: Rashawn wins.
3: <laughs> just, just say it, Lacey.
2: Point for Rashawn. Per. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mel and Rashawn are tied with three each, and Josh, you have one, so it's still anybody's game. And Josh, <laughs> I did this one for you, so be grateful.
3: Is it I love you, man? No. Damn.
2: Phil and Rita. From Groundhog Day.
3: Yeah, they say they got. It. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Am I right?
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think Rita and in, in her inherent ability to make anyone around her better um, works on Phil, and I also think Phil <laughs> got his Phil. I think oh. he he. Fucked and killed and learned and read and I think he I think Phil is ready for a nice quiet life now. I think he's happy to go back and just be a local weatherman and kind of have a nice tiny house in his little hometown and grow old with Rita.
1: Hmm.
3: You guys want to say anything or just give me the point now?
1: I think they say together can easily put him in his place and he he likes that about her. I think that. Yeah, they are a couple that maybe, like, has that little, like, fiery arguing, but that's, a, like, what keeps them going, like, throughout life. So, yeah, I think they stay.
4: Um. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you want to stick with your first answer?
4: He's a creep. Leave him in the loop. <laughs> 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 I think they uh don't work out because she realizes she can do better oh so. my god <laughs> yeah no they don't work out because i think unlike andy sandberg once he gets out of the loop he's like oh great there's more fish in the sea
2: mm.
3: and that's just watching the movie
2: oh you don't he think he learned it. anything
3: he fucked no, every woman in that town i think he just just
2: stop talking
3: no, that's what I'm saying. I don't, think, I don't think he thinks there are any more fishes. And now he gets to leave the town. Cad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Take it easy, Sesame Street. <laughs> See, Josh gets the point, but I don't like how vulgar you were. It was very sweet, and then you had to keep saying fuck.
3: I said you it twice. You
2: said it a lot. I said it twice. You <laughs> said it a lot. <laughs> Jason Segel and Mela Kunis from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Do they stay together?
1: I don't know if I've seen this one. (gasps) Mel, are you serious?
3: Make it up right now, Mel. Let's hear it.
1: (laughs) If I have, I don't remember it.
3: I would love... Just, what do you got? And why?
1: (laughs) I'm gonna say no. Okay. Because he thinks he's a shit and um so he he they're dating they they get together it's great for a while and then (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) one day mila kunis is like doing his laundry and she finds like a shirt of his that smells like perfume that's not his or not hers and she's like who the fuck comes to find out he's been sleeping with somebody else the whole fucking time oh my god Uh and he's it's not even one one person he's been sleeping with countless women and he just never grew up
3: what an insane character wow. shift
1: <laughs> truly i don't know
2: i'm not even
3: <laughs> i'm also going to say no but i think it's i think it's another sort of amicable split i think it just kind of fizzles out they realize that it was a bit of a rebound it was very like exciting honeymoon phase in, in paradise, and, and then once they kind of settle in, I think they realize it was maybe maybe they're not as compatible as I thought, but they had a, a they healed together and they had fun together, and then they go they said their separate ways. For Sean? I'm gonna say they stay
4: together because the honeymoon phase never ends because they never leave paradise, so for them, it's just perpetual. And he's got a big dick, probably. Yeah. yeah. And
1: she's so tiny, so she's like. He was that big when he was all.
3: <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, that's totally not big at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> point to Josh. Let's give Josh the point on this oh, one. What the
1: fuck? <laughs> what?
3: Uh. <laughs> you expected her to withdraw the point when I made the dick joke? Yes.
1: <laughs> this might this might be a, a case of the, um, what's that movie you like, Josh, with Paul Rudd? I, I love, love You, man. man? Yeah. Remember, I thought I hadn't seen it, but I had seen it. It might mm. be one of them. Carmella, these. you got homework. I uh, love this I, movie. I got a
3: movie coming up. I can fucking, just, I um, think you like it. I think you'll like it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think you're, yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. It's all tied up. Three, three, three across the board with oh my, my last one.
4: 10-10-10 ten, 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 across the board.
2: Margaret and Andrew, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds from The Proposal.
3: That's a good one.
2: Mm-hmm. Do they end up together or not?
3: I'll start. Um, I think they do, but I think it takes work. I think it's a very couples therapy sort of on and off, but ultimately happy on together because they are both growing. They're both kind of learning to be nice, mature adults, especially Sandy, Sandy B. But I think they ultimately stay together because they love each other and they put in the work and they want to make it work. So they do.
1: I'm going to say they don't, but I don't think it's for lack of trying. Um, I do think, though, that their relationship was all based on like that little, what the movie was, like the moment, like the family was there and he was kind and she had a shift. But, like, once they come back to real life, it just doesn't really work out. Like, they are so different, and it's not really a case of, like, opposites attract. It's just that they just don't work. And I think that they split amicably, but, yeah, they don't end up together, and I think they remain really good friends.
4: I'm going to simply just say no because it's an HR nightmare.
1: (laughs)
2: Point to Josh. I like Josh's answer. (laughs)
1: This
4: is wild. He had had nothing. Love
1: wins. He brought in Desert Storm. I didn't give up
2: a point for that.
1: Zero point. Love wins. Shut the fuck up. This is for
3: you, Uncle Tim.
1: (laughs) Thank you
2: so much. Ah, congratulations, Josh.
1: I'm going come up? from behind victory, you Honestly, guys.
3: Wild.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Josh coming from behind yet again.
3: What's new? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since anyone's come from behind. <gasps> <laughs> Sean, I got you.
2: Wrapping things up, I think we can all agree that 500 Days of Summer is a very complicated movie about relationships um i think we can all agree that the writing is good the storytelling Mm -hmm. is really good and i think we can all agree that 500 days of summer is a thumbs up yeah four four for four four as a movie (laughs) we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation connecting an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's movie so, who can find the fastest connection between Chloe Grace Moretz? <laughs> oh,
3: no, you weren't supposed to say that. Okay.
2: And Johnny Depp.
3: Okay. You were supposed to say, just a
4: I got it. Yes, I do. Okay. Damn it.
3: Okay. Can we erase? Um,
4: Chloe Grace Moretz is in Kick-Ass 2 with Jim Carrey, who is in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, <gasps> which I just watched in conjunction with this, Um, with Kate Winslet, who is in Contagion with Marion Cotillard, who's in... Nine with Penelope Cruz, who's in Below with Johnny Depp. Nice.
3: That's five.
2: Congratulations, Roshan. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you took a moment and liked, subscribed, rated, and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. You can donate to our podcast at www.buymeacoffee slash wca. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or if you just want to show us some love, you can always email us at when at gmail.com. From Lacey, Mella,
3: Josh, and Rashawn.
2: Go listen to some Regina Spectre. Mm. Well and back. get nice and quirky.